Hi, this is Kamil from I Don't Know the Podcast. Are ghosts real? I don't know. What are UFOs? I don't know. Are witches sexy? Maybe. I don't know. Listen to I Don't Know the Podcast every week to find out what else I don't know about all sorts of things. Here we are back for a serial snippet, and it's the first serial snippet of 2020 that Annie and I are sitting down together with Sweet Rory May. Sweet Rory May is here to tell about, oh gosh, Shay, we've got an interesting story tonight. We have an interesting <laughs> story. We're going to do a couple stories that we found from the Wayne County area, which is where Annie grew up. Wayne County, West Virginia. Wayne County, West Virginia. So we found this story in kind of a really cool, funky way. We went to one of our favorite restaurants, Backyard Pizza, that's here in Huntington, West Virginia. And mm-hmm. oh, it's, it's amazing. That's a total plug. If you for guys backyard. like artisan pizzas, this is the place to go. So it's good. Great. They brew all of their own beers there. And so I asked the server for a suggestion. He said, let's try the brown ale. And he brings it to me. And it's delicious. And I said, what's the name of this? And he said, it's called the Booger Cat. I said, excuse me, come again, sir. He said, the Booger Cat. And I said, what kind of name is that? Where did that come from? And he said, the guy, the brewer here is a local guy. And he likes to give things, names like from the area. And he said, the Booger Cat is this creature that they said they used to see out in Wayne County. Well, Shay, butter my butt and call me a biscuit, but I have never Heard the term booger cat before. Which is weird. I mean, but like you, you know, like me, we talked about in the Ohio Grassman. How close was the Ohio right. Grassman to me? And I had no idea. Because some of these cryptids go under the radar. But, and as we're going to find out, the booger cat really wasn't a cryptid. But hmm. still. I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's it's it was a cool story because he said, yeah, it's named after the Wayne County booger cat. And I'm like, what is that? He's like, oh, are you guys into cryptids? I'm like, well... I mean, you know, of course we're in the cryptid, sir. Like, duh, can't you see my hat? I think I had my gone squatching hat on. I mean, so Shay obviously starts Googling this as we're sitting there at the table. You found one story, and I've heard that. And like you said, maybe a cryptid, maybe not. But I have a second story that you haven't heard yet that may just knock your socks off. Well, so, I, I kind of hope it does, because the area that I think you found this story and actually ties into the booger cat a lot. Oh, it does. So, it, it's totally, it. it's absolute booger cat country. So you tell yours first, and then you show me yours, I'll show you mine. How about okay, that? Okay, well, let's set the scene. Here we are. It is the 1930s, West Virginia, coal mining towns, right? You know, you think of all these coal mining, the culture down here and everything like that. So this is when this took place, okay? In the early 1930s, as the Great Depression was playing out across the country, The people of Wayne County were also dealing with hardship. Cold miners were shutting down. Banks were closing their doors. Schools were sitting idle because the county could not pay teachers. In the midst of all the tragedy, a mysterious creature appeared that would terrorize the people of the county for a year. The unknown animal first appeared in southern Wayne County near Cabway Lingo State Forest, which was then under construction. 
which is also a cool point because we've been there and we've experienced high strangeness. And again, just to lay it out there for people, this whole area is full of high strangeness. You've seen Hellier, right? If you haven't, you need to check it out. But they talk about Route 52 and Ashland. This is further down Route 52 going south. So this is Cowboy Lingo State Forest. There's a lot of weird stuff down there. My grand, my great-grandfather was the very first park ranger at and Cowboy Lingo. And that's what Lingo. it says, which was under then under construction. Right. So, I mean, he was probably involved in my some of that My great-grandfather Joe could have been the original booger cat hunter. Could have been. It is possible that the beasts had resided in dense forests that were now being explored and opened to create the park. As construction workers built cabins and bridge, perhaps the animal was flushed out of its natural habitat. Whatever the reason was, the creature was soon causing havoc for local farmers in the southern part of the county. Chickens and livestock were attacked and killed. Children and adults were threatened as they walked through the woods. The incidents nearly always occurred in the evening or after dark, and no one seemed to be able to identify the terrifying creature. Soon sightings of the animal spread throughout the county. Reports of bears, black panthers, and even wild bulls or hogs were reported as far north as Lavalette, dozens of miles away from the original sightings. No consensus as to what the animal was. Someone coined the name Booger Cat, and the name stuck. One evening in the town of Wayne, the booger cat made its most famous appearance. At the edge of dark, the editor of Wayne County News was driving home along the southern edge of town when he spotted the booger cat moving along the bank of 12 Pole Creek. Of course, it was the, you know, the editor of the paper that saw him. The editor rushed into town and alerted some local men, including the owner of a hardware store in town. Soon as the posse had gathered and began chasing the animal through the town, despite the frantic pursuit, the booger cat escaped. As coarse as a cryptid would. It probably went to another dimension. Probably. As the sightings continued, the young men of Southern Wayne County decided that enough was enough. A group of about 20 men who lived in the vicinity of Cabway Lingo State Forest gathered their hunting dogs and went into the forest to find the animal. After tracking the animal for hours, I'm laughing because of Rory. After tracking the animal for hours, they finally cornered the booger cat and shot it. After examining the animal up close, there was still no easy way as to, to discover what it was. It was black in color with a bushy tail, but its snout was like that of a dog, only shorter. With only more questions, the local people sent the body of the booger cat to the Department of Natural Resources in Charleston with the hope that they would identify it. The state wrote back to Wayne County to let the residents know that the animal that had been terrorizing the county was a gray wolf. While the mystery of what the animal was solved, the questions turned out how it survived in Wayne County. No wolves had been spotted in Wayne County for decades. Beginning in in the 1840s, the county had offered cash rewards for wolf scalps to help eradicate animals in Wayne County. The only feasible explanation was that the few of the animals had survived hidden in the dense forest of southern Wayne County for nearly 100 years. Although the booger cat was dead, sightings continued in southern Wayne County for months. Perhaps the wolf that had been killed was one of several still alive in the hills. So I'm going to say right there, I completely believe their story and the fact that wolves and all of these other animals that they talk about, black panthers, cats of all kinds, do exist in the woods of Wayne County. My grandfather was an avid raccoon hunter, so he spent thousands of hours of his life in the woods, in the dark, and he used to tell us of the Black Panther sightings, the bobcats, that when they howl, they sound like screaming women. I mean, it's just terrifying. And people thought that these um, species had all been killed out as these areas were timbered. But the fact of it was, no, they weren't. They were just pushed into other directions. 
So, and Cabway Lingo is a, um, a very densely forested area. So I completely believe what these guys found and the, the wolves did exist. It just wasn't a booger cat. For people who are abroad across, you know, the, the great ocean and other countries, the Appalachian Mountains is a very dense, mountainous, obviously, region. I mean, there's hills and hollers everywhere. You can, I mean, things can hide out for years. People could hide out for years and never be discovered. I mean, you got to think about it. They're pushing in somewhere that they hadn't been before, and these creatures are foreign, and they don't know. I mean, people are foreign, and these creatures don't know how to react. So, of course, as more population comes in towards them, they're going to hunt, you know, whatever we bring into that area. And it only makes sense that if something was supposedly eradicated in an area, it had a perfect place to hide in this area. And here we are. We're, we're, we're going into its territory now, and... It just totally makes sense. And I believe the whole panther story. People see panthers as like a mythos, like almost a cryptid itself. But panthers not, were... They're just a big black cat. They were in this area. Right. And so what's to say that they're not still in this area? Just I mean, it's a, it's a rarity. So you found the original booger cat story there. That was what, the 1930s probably? 1930s, yeah, the Great Depression area. So I started researching and I found one that's a little more terrifying shay oh yeah and it ties into it because when i start talking about the places where this encounter occurred you're going to hear that it mirrors what you just talked about so closely but this guy's story is well you'll just have to hear you haven't heard it i wanted to get your immediate reaction to it as i was reading it so i found this story on the national cryptid society's website it's nationalcryptidsociety.org from 2017 i normally don't read articles word for word as they appear online i mean hello plagiarism but because this is someone's well, what are you trying to say? Because I just I read I read that story from the historical society, the Wayne County History Portal. That's well, what that's from. But it's the only story that I could find of the booger cat. There you go. Because these are historical encounters being recounted. So, but because this is someone's encounter that they are recounting, I am going to read this article verbatim. So, Shay, are you ready? Yeah. Hopefully you did better than I do because I cannot read verbatim. Okay. So buckle in. This one gets interesting. The article, again, appears on nationalcryptidsociety.org, and it says, My name is Ronald. I'm 20 years old, and I live near a small town in Wayne County, West Virginia, called Lavalette. My family and I originally lived in Jacksonville, Florida during my childhood, but we eventually moved up north because we couldn't handle the humidity and the hurricanes. Now, what I'm about to tell you guys is 100% true, And I swear upon my life that what I've experienced is something I'll never forget. It was on August 27, 2017, when my experience first began. It was a Saturday evening between 6.30 and 7.30 p.m. I was driving home from taking an incredibly long drive. I drove from my home to the town of Wayne, then past Tulsa and Louisa, and finally as far as Chapmanville. I guess I drove way too far for my liking. Anyway, it was getting dark, and I eventually found my way home in the form of a road called 8th Street near Lavalette that led me to Mount Union Road. It was the road that took me straight to the house of one of my dad's friends, Ezra, where there was a road called Walnut Gap Road, and this is where it took me home. 
Now on this road, there's a blind curve next to an old abandoned white church in which I always slow down on before driving around the curve just to make sure nobody was going to come flying around that corner that night. As soon as I do that, there's a six foot ledge on the left side of the road where some small trees have fallen over. And on the other side, there's a steep hillside that has a path cleared through the thick underbrush where deer like to hide. And right at that same spot is where my first encounter happened. Just as I slowly drove around the corner, I saw this thing step onto the road on all fours. When I first saw it, I thought it was a 500-pound male black bear because it was roughly the same size as one, and we do have a few of those roaming around where I live now. But then I noticed it was actually more like a wolf because it had a long bushy tail, pointed ears, a canine-like snout, and the same body shape as a wolf with jet black hair and glowing amber-colored eyes. By the time it stepped onto the road, the wolf had turned its head towards my direction and stared right at me. I was ecstatic at first to actually see a wolf in the wild, but at the same time, I realized there was something rather off about this encounter. There shouldn't be a wolf out there this big. In fact, the more I think about it, there shouldn't even be any wolves here in West Virginia anymore, since the timber wolves that once lived in these woods were killed off. Whatever theory I've had to support any rational explanation for this unusual sighting, was immediately shot away when this creature did something that I'll never forget for the rest of my life. Something that still haunts my soul to this very day. When we both stared at each other, even while I'm inside my car, I heard what sounded like bones popping loudly. And to my absolute shock, I watched this wolf place its hand on top of my car hood, raise itself off the ground, and stand up on two legs. Yes, you heard me right. It wasn't a paw it placed on my car hood. It was a hand. When the wolf stood up and my headlights hit it square on, that's when I got a really good look at it. It was easily eight feet tall and weighed approximately 600 to 650 pounds or maybe more. As I said, it was covered in jet black hair that seemed quite feral in my opinion, as if it hadn't been cleaning itself that much. And it also had a long bushy tail and two glowing amber yellow eyes. To my shock, it was more than a wolf standing on its hind legs. It had a human-like torso from the waist up that appeared pretty muscular with broad shoulders and long forearms, longer than those of a normal human being. I could see the muscles of this, quote, wolf man pulsating with each breath it took, especially in the headlights. It also had these dexterous hands that looked more like raccoon hands, but with more elongated fingers and long jet black claws at each fingertip. They look like they could be used to easy, easily manipulate any kind of prey in its clutches, and they look like they could easily rip me to shreds. The hind legs resemble more like those of a dog or a wolf. This I could easily tell because they bent backwards, and they had these massive paws for feet, and from the looks of it, it was standing more on its toes than on its feet. It had a massive head similar to that of a wolf or a large German shepherd, but bigger in proportion with pointed ears and tufts of fur at the tip of each ear, as well as a long muzzle with these great big fangs gouging out at the front of its snout. To be honest, the fangs had a very eerie resemblance to those of a similodon or a saber-toothed cat, but the rest of it just looked like a werewolf. But the eyes, the eyes were the one thing, the only thing about my encounter that night that I'll never forget, even writing about it to you all right now, sends a bone-chilling fear down my spine. As I've said to you prior, the eyes looked extremely intelligent, far smarter than any animal I've ever come to know in my neck of the woods. But they also had a feeling that told me 
that I was looking into the eyes of something that just spelled evil out of them. Finally, I gained this overwhelming sense of dread after seeing it walk to my side of the car on two legs, slowly bent down to eye level with me, and I froze in pure, unadulterated horror when it used its hand to jiggle the door handle to try to open my car door. Fortunately, all the doors to the car were locked and the windows weren't open, but this still horrified me to the point that I couldn't even breathe. This wolf man, as I previously referred to it as, gave out a grunt and actually frowned at me for a few seconds before standing back up and walking to the other side of the car and it jiggled the other door handle adjacent to the passenger side. Whatever this thing was, it was intelligent enough to know what a doorknob was for, or in this case, a door handle. It was as if God was watching over me that night, protecting me from this malevolent beast that was circling me. Instead of attacking me head on, the wolfman bared its teeth at me and let out a deafening snarl before walking around the front side of the car and crossing the road on its hind legs in just two steps. The encounter didn't end there, though. By the time it crossed the road, it paused for a couple of seconds before it slowly turned around to look at me one last time. As soon as it did that, I could have sworn right there and then that it wasn't alone. I looked over its shoulders and I could see multiple pairs of eyes staring directly at me. I knew they were the same creatures as the first one because they held the same eye shine and gave off the same growls. I estimate that I saw at least five other pairs of eyes staring at me. Three of them were low on the ground on all fours. The other two were standing upright, but they didn't reveal themselves out of the darkness like the first one did. With that scary thought, I snapped out of my trance and decided to get the hell out of there. Slamming hard on the accelerator, I bolted and drove out of there like a bat out of hell. I'm not pulling your leg, but the distance from where I was when I saw those things to my home, I literally arrived home and pulled into the garage in just one minute. Shay, that's where his encounter stops. And he goes on for several more paragraphs to talk about how deeply this encounter affected him that he became terrified to go outside, especially after dark. He didn't want to tell anybody about it. He kind of talks about what he thought they could have been. You know, they talk about the deforestation and some of these animals being repopulated into these areas. But you're talking about a creature that he claims stood up on two legs and tried dog man. He so he's talking about dog man. That's who he's talking about. And you know what else is weird is that we had a similar experience with something shape-shifting when we went to Cabway Lingo, remember? We kept getting we weird did, vibes yes. from something like that, and yeah. I said it could be like a skinwalker. It could be. So do, what? what's your take on this article? Fact, fiction, or somewhere in between? I mean, you know me. I like to believe all this weird high strangeness, but, you know, West Virginia is really bad with drugs. So either this guy was really methed out and was seeing something, and it was like maybe some hairy guy that was trying to break into his car. That's a plausible possibility. But like I said, this place is very strange. I mean, he could have seen, you know, a wolf that just he thought was trying to get into his car. Or he saw a legit dog man or some type of skinwalker. I don't know. It was crazy. And as I continued to read through all of it, I was like, okay, I've, I've got to recount this story. But um, Ronald, if you're out there, if that's even your real name, call us. We would love to go out there and see where you had this encounter. Because, you know, 
if you did see a dog man, you're not the only one who's reported something like that in West Virginia. Our buddy Dave Spinks has an entire book of dog man encounters in West Virginia. So you're not alone. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, you know, if you're afraid to tell the local people, that's fine. You can remain anonymous. You can tell us. We'll tell your story for you. But don't be afraid to tell, you know, your story because you're not alone. There's been lots of sightings like this all over the state of West Virginia. So we'll leave the story of the Wayne County Booger Cat kind of an open book for now. If anybody has any encounters with something similar that they would like to share, please reach out to us on our social media. We would love to read your stories. Um, and yeah, so that's my hometown Booger Cat there, Shay. Yeah, and if you guys are in the Huntington and you want to check out Backyard Pizza, there's another plug. Go and order. Get the the pizza with the pears on it. It's really good. And also get yourself a booger cat. Uh, get yourself brown a ale. booger cat brown ale. Yeah, it's good. I tasted it. It's really good. I like to go have PBR when I'm at the bar. but Boring. I like the booger cat. So guys, this is our cereal snippet this week. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you check out our regular show. Comes out every other week. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Serial Spirits, the podcast. Find us weekly on all your podcasting platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you subscribe. Our theme song was written and produced by Annie Weibel for Serial Spirits, the podcast. Check us out on Facebook at www.facebook.com backslash Serial Spirits. You can always find Serial Spirits on www.paranormalwarehouse.com. Check out all the amazing shows that Paranormal Warehouse has to offer. Also on Twitter at Serial Spirits. Guys, be aware and be safe. We'll see you next time.